What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Welcome to Car Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. Hi, welcome to Car Stuff, and I'm your host, Scott Benjamin. And uh, for today, again, I'm going to uh, kind of walk us through this one solo. No guest today, nothing like that, but I wanted to um, talk about the, the Ford Ranger. It's a, a Ford product that is coming back into its production line, and if you're living somewhere outside of North America, that's really nothing new to you. I mean, you've had it for quite some time, but here in the North American market, it's something that has been gone for a significant amount of time now. It's been gone at least seven years, maybe eight. It depends on uh, when you're listening to this. But it was in production here in the United States for a significant amount of time, and it just kind of went away. It was around from about 1983. These are model years. 1983 until about 2011. So that's right there. That's 29 years of production. And for 2019, it's back, and it's going to be back here in the U.S. market. And uh, it's, of course, had some facelifts along the way. You know, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, the history of of the vehicle as well as the the current vehicle. You know, like the uh, you know what you can expect to see on, on Ford showrooms very very soon. And um, gosh, where should I start? You know what? Actually, I'm going to start with a uh, a bit of a personal note. Back in high school, this would have been back in the late 80s. I graduated in 1989. I had a friend, his name is Steve, and Steve owned a Ford Ranger pickup. And I believe it was a first-generation Ford Ranger pickup. I don't know what exactly the model year was, but it had to have been uh, closer to the 1983 uh, version than, uh, you know, it wasn't brand new by any means. It was uh, it was silver had a um, had a four cylinder engine. I know that. I'm um, trying to think of everything I know about this thing. It was very very small. It was a it was a compact uh, pickup back in the day. It's it, that's changed for 2019. But again, back then it was a, a compact pickup. Uh, we used it as a work truck. Believe it or not, it was a daily driver for him. You know, to and from school. It was a good car to just get back and forth from you know home to school and and back and forth. But we did use it as a work truck um, on many, many occasions. We, you know, you know, either hauled stuff in the bed or we even had a trailer. I mean, it was able to pull a decent-sized trailer, lawn equipment and leaves and yard debris and all that kind of thing. Overall, it was really a solid little truck. And if you look back at the first-generation 
of Ford Ranger. That's the kind of I'm talking about. The very first one with the square headlights. Um, it's tougher to describe it more than that. It's just a mini pickup, a small pickup, rather. But there were several generations of these. In fact, here in the United States, over those 29 years, the first generation was from 1983 until about 1988, and that's the one that, again, my friend had. Then there was a facelift that happened around 1989 to 1992. They continued to sell the first generation, but it was just a little bit updated, had uh, just a little bit more, I don't know if you want to call it streamlining or, or what, but there were some minor updates to the body. The second generation came about in around 1993 until about 1997, and uh, then the third generation was from 1998 to 2000. And then, of course, there's a facelift on the third generation as well. So, you know, over time, they just try to modernize these things with different trim packages, different options, you know, a, lot of, a little bit of exterior and interior changes and things that shifted around. And then uh, then they began production in South America and um, and some of these exports. Now, the exports actually began in around 1995, I think. That's when uh, Ford Ranger began to be available in select Latin and South American countries. So they started to expand, I guess, expand the horizons. They, they allowed them to be uh, purchased around the world, and they have been in production ever since on a uh, much larger scale than just here in the North American market. But again, they're back here for 2019. And uh, th- there's several things. Uh, well, you know what? Let's talk just a little bit about the, uh, I guess, maybe the, the history of the Ford Ranger, the Ford Ranger nameplate, rather, because this is not the first time, in, you know, 1983, I guess, was not the first time when Ford used the Ranger name. And it might surprise you, or maybe not. I'm, I'm not sure. If you're a Car Stuff fan, you've already heard about this, but uh, the nameplate was used on three different model lines of vehicles. Now, of course, you know, the one that we're talking about, you know, the primary one here is the Ford Ranger, the mini pickup truck or the compact pickup truck. It came about in 1983, and that replaced um, a pickup truck that was called the Ford Courier here in North America. And the Courier was actually a Mazda, a rebadged Mazda B1800. So that was uh, that was being produced from 1972 until about 1982, so 10 years for that. And that's when Ford picked up the Ranger nameplate for this compact truck. The other two places that it was used, and uh, again, this might not surprise you if you're a car stuff listener, was in, the, in 1958, the Edsel Ranger was introduced as the base trim level of the Edsel model range. And that was 1958 when that happened. So Edsel Ranger was the first time that Ford used that name. And then between 1965 and 1981, Ranger was used to denote the different trim packages on the Ford F-Series pickups, the uh, the full-size pickups, as well as the Ford Bronco. And uh, the Ranger line actually served as the mid-to-top trim level for those vehicles. So if you had a Ford F-Series that was a Ranger, it was either mid or top trim level, and same with the Ford Bronco. And by the way, I've got not breaking news, but I mean Ford. You know, the Ford Bronco is coming back as well, so that's going to happen in 2020. Who knows? Maybe we'll uh, we'll put together a show about that as well. And you know, now that we're talking about the Bronco, I guess I should mention this too: is that the new Ford Ranger is going to be manufactured at the Ford Michigan Assembly Plant in Wayne, Michigan along with the new Ford Bronco. So right there at that same assembly plant, which is supposedly coming back in 2020. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I mean, you know how, you know how things happen. But there is a uh, kind of an interesting tie-in here to production, I guess. Over the, uh, the 29 years that it was produced here in North America, the truck was actually built on three different Ford assembly plants or on uh, different assembly lines. And, uh, and that's pretty unusual. Usually if a line or a model like that uh, happens to be built in one plant, they usually typically just keep it right there for the extent of it. I mean, if it does move once, that's unusual, but to have three different assembly plants for a small or compact pickup truck like that, that's uh, that's pretty unusual for that to happen. Um, just found that kind of interesting. And uh, you know what? We're going to have uh, the rest after the break. 
You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Now, with all this talk about the new Ranger and, you know, we're going to get to that, you know, the specs and, you know, some of the information about it and, you know, what makes it different or unique or interesting. I still want to talk about, you know, the 1983 to 2011 Ford Rangers just a little bit. They were extremely popular here in the United States and, and a lot of people might wonder why they even went away in the first place. I mean, what, you know, what, what was the problem? Because they were top selling. They were, uh, you know, they were the, the leader in the, in the market, I guess, for that size vehicle. As far as sales go, a lot like the Ford F-Series, which has been, what, I, decades of, of, you know, top-selling vehicle. But the, the 1983 to 2011 Ranger is one of the most popular pickups on the road, but it disappeared as the car company started to move toward oversized trucks and then, um, you know, of course, SUVs. And, you know, we've heard this story many, many times from different manufacturers. They started to drop some of their smaller product, you know, that were the fuel-efficient smaller vehicles and they were lightweight and had a lot of features that everybody really liked and enjoyed and they were, you know, top sellers, but they had to make room for the production of some of these bigger SUVs, bigger pickup trucks. People wanted the bigger vehicles and this is back when, you know, fuel prices were at an all-time low and, you know, just back to kind of that idea that excessive weight and size didn't matter at that time, but then, you know, we've kind of hold that back a little bit a couple of times here and there. And, you know, it's, it's just going through these different fluctuations where people want different things at different times. And Ford just kind of gave up on the Ranger at a certain point in 2011, but not entirely. As I said, you know, they, they started those exports that went to South America, Argentina, you know, the Latin American, uh, the Latin American Ranger, which was around for you know, sometime, uh, the, the global Ranger, I guess, I think is what they call it. But, uh, you know, the thing is, once they did that in 2011, there were still a lot of people that really wanted the Ranger to return ever since. And, you know, we're talking about a good seven, eight years now. So there's a lot of people that are pretty excited about seeing it return. Now, it is coming back as a, a slightly larger vehicle. It's going to be a mid-sized truck. It's going to be in the mid-sized market. They're 
basing this on the idea that the success of, you know, other models that are competitors to this, you know, the, um, trying to think of what other ones there are. There's the Chevy Colorado, you know, a bigger one, like the crew cab that has four-wheel drive. There's the Honda Ridgeline, which, again, all-wheel drive. There's the Toyota Tacoma, same thing, you know, the, the double cab Toyota Tacoma. Because we'll talk about, you know, vehicles in this class that are closely matched to what the Ford Ranger you're going to see on the streets is going to look like and behave like. But the Chevy Colorado is really kind of the barometer for these mid-sized truck sales. And I guess the sales on those are up something like 83% since 2014. So uh, there's definitely a market for this vehicle. And Ford, of course, is bringing the Ranger back, hoping that they can cash in on some of that success and that it can be a uh, a smaller but still solid alternative to its F-150 line, you know, that it's, it's such a popular seller. The pricing, I'll just go ahead and lay it out here right now, what the what the pricing is on this thing, because it's, it's actually more affordable than you might think or might have thought it would start at. And the X, there's three model lines here that we are trim levels rather for the Ford Ranger at least in this first year in 2019 and this is coming right from ford.com uh the XL model which is kind of the the, the base level Ford Ranger is starting right around $24,300 the XLT which is the mid-range is right around $28,120 and then there's the uh, the top level which is the Lariat and the Lariat edition is right around $32,390,000. So it does go up significantly from that point. Now, I also want to point out that, you know, I'm reading a few articles here from Car and Driver, Road and Track, you know, places like that that review these vehicles. And they say that, uh, you know, of course you can get one for $24,300, but it's not going to have many bells and whistles. It's going to be pretty plain. The ones that they tend to send to these uh, these automobile magazines are a little bit more decked out with some of the uh, the fancy bells and whistles and some of the fun stuff on them, you know, all the options. So if you get real fancy with the options, the cost can go up to something like $45,000. So you're talking about forty five grand for a mid-size pickup. And when you see the size of it, forty five grand might seem like an awful, awful lot for a pickup truck. I mean, it's, it's a strong little truck, though. I mean, we, we can talk about some of the features that make it desirable, uh, you know, like why you might want to buy one. And, and honestly, maybe the number one thing that you should consider is that you know, over looking at if you're looking at a uh, a Ford F-150, if you don't need something quite that large, if you want something just a little bit smaller, it does provide better fuel economy, and, and of course, it has um, handling and maneuverability that is uh, is better than the F-150 just due to its size. I mean, that's inherently you know part of the design. It's just going to be that way. It has a high strength steel frame, which is actually pretty nice. It, it supports a mostly steel body, which is uh, which is really good because there's a big push to move to aluminum for a lot of these pickup trucks now. And it's, of course, it's high-strength aluminum or military-grade or however they want to market this stuff. But um, the steel frame, again, mostly mostly a steel body that's used. There are some elements of the vehicle that are aluminum, and that would be the hood, the front fenders, and the tailgate, which are really the only areas where aluminum is used right now, they're saying. They're saying that, uh, you know, there's a chance that eventually uh, this thing might go the same way as the uh, the F-150 with, you know, the more aluminum used. As far as the power plant goes, they have used the EcoBoost engine again. So uh, it's the 2.3 liter EcoBoost engine. It's right around 270 horsepower, which has, it's about 310 pound-feet of torque. So it's Pretty strong. I think it's a decent little work truck. Again, like my friend Steve's truck was. You'd be surprised, you know, how much uh, how much you can do with a small truck like this. Seven thousand five hundred pounds of uh, is the uh, the towing limit. That's if you have the uh, the trailer towing package, which of course is an add on, which costs you more money. So weigh the pros and cons of that if you need the trailer towing package. It has a ten speed automatic transmission. Which all right, we've. I need to pause here for a minute and talk about the ten speed automatic transmission because I have in the past 
talked about the transmission. I believe it's an eight-speed transmission that was on my wife's Jeep product. She had a, a Jeep Renegade. It could just be a difference in manufacturers. It could just be that this one was not working right or whatever, but I had a heck of a time with that eight-speed transmission, the automatic, searching for gears. It was like it never could find the right gear to be in, whether that was going uphill, downhill, flat road, whatever it was. The thing was constantly searching for gears, and it just didn't ever feel right to me. Uh, maybe it was a smoothness issue. Maybe it was a um, you know a software issue. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it was the manufacturer. It could have just been flawed to begin with. But I'm hoping that this 10-speed automatic is a little bit smoother in the uh, in the Ford Ranger. And the only way to find that out, I guess, would be to get some seat time in this thing and, and to be able to drive one, which I haven't done yet. But I would love to. So maybe you know someday I'll take one for a test drive and kind of suss it out for you a little bit and see if uh, you know I can report back to you anything positive or negative on that, because, I don't know, I, I would love to hear from somebody who maybe already owns one of these, and if you do have an issue with that transmission, or actually any transmission that has, you know, upwards of six gears, when when you get up to, you know, the eight, ten speed transmissions, um, I think you'll find a lot of problems, sort of like what I have, and, and uh, maybe that's not the case in, in every situation, but uh, again, I'd, I'd love to hear from listeners about that. We talked about the trim levels, so, you know, there's the entry-level XL, there's the mid-level XLT, and then there's the high-level Lariat, which, uh, it, you know, honestly, when you get to that level, you're starting to add a lot of cosmetic options as well. It's not just adding different engine transmission combinations or, you know, whatever the, the case may be. Uh, you're starting to add things like the chrome packages and the sport appearance or the FX off-road appearance packages or, you know, things like that. So look carefully into that. And right now, you know, this is another thing that we should talk about. Uh, Ford has its Raptor line. Uh, the F-150, the that whole F-line product. Outstanding vehicle, performance vehicle, I guess if you can call it that, off-road performance, really. But right now, as far as the Raptor package goes for the Ranger, they're saying that right now they don't have any plan to do anything like that. But um, I can just about guarantee that in the next couple of years, they're going to come out with a Raptor version of this whole thing. And maybe we can do another podcast about that because that will be an exciting one to drive, I'm sure. A uh, a mid-range or, um, I'm sorry, a mid-sized pickup that has performance on level with, you know, something of, of the uh, the Raptor line. I think that'll be exciting to report on. But, you know, before we get too much further into this, we're going to have uh, the rest in just a moment after the break. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. 
The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. And we're back. And you know what? I've neglected one thing when we were talking about the different models. And I think I might have just hinted at this, but the mileage on these things is actually pretty decent for a truck, I suppose. Maybe you have to you know, put it in that context. But the city mileage in particular at, at 21 miles per gallon, that's across all vehicles. So the XL, XLT, and the Lariat. The city mileage is 21 miles per gallon, which is a best in class. And it's only one mile per gallon behind the Honda Ridgeline. And it's tied with the Chevy Colorado for the highway mileage, and the highway mileage is uh, it's 26. So not the great, and it's not fantastic mileage. You're not getting like a you know, city car mileage or anything like that. But again, it's just a, a small pickup truck, and the cabin's a little bit larger than the previous Rangers, and it's got a pickup truck bed. It's not the most aerodynamic vehicle in the world, of course. So you have to give up something there. And, of course, you've got the ability to haul things and you know, pull a trailer or whatever. So I would say that 21, 26 across the lineup is really not that bad at all. We did talk about the competitors a little bit. I do want to say that the new Ranger, of course, it's a four-cylinder vehicle, which is competing against a lot of six-cylinder competitors. Now, the six-cylinder vehicles uh, that I mentioned were the Chevy Colorado. I didn't mention that these were six-cylinder cars before, but uh, the Ridgeline, which is also a six-cylinder, and the Toyota Tacoma. But it's very comparable in just about every case with all of those competitors. So the Ranger, I guess, is standing up to the competition. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're putting it right in the middle there. Gosh, I sound like I'm selling Fords, don't I? I should be a Ford salesman when I do stuff like this. I feel, I feel like I need to say that every now and then when we're doing these episodes, you know, about a specific vehicle, a specific new vehicle, that I'm not selling these. I'm not trying to, uh, to get you to buy one or anything like that. I just, I want to get the discussion going on these because there were, there was a lot of interest in this vehicle coming back. A lot of talk surrounding, you know, the Ranger and the Bronco coming back. So we'll probably talk about the Bronco too, but I am, not, uh, again, I'm not being paid by Ford or anything like that. I guarantee you that. And uh, I just found the line interesting. And, you know, I had some previous experience with the Ranger in the past, I guess, my, my friend's Ranger. And uh, just kind of an exciting product. I like talking about little pickup trucks anyway. So um, this is a fascinating one to me, you know, that, it, that it's back again. So there, I've said that. Now, uh, that's my disclaimer. Buy one or don't buy one. I don't care. Either way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I'm looking at the, uh, I think, you know, I don't have a whole lot more to share with you about this car. I mean, I, we'll, we'll have a little discussion here at the end, I, I promise, of something different, but uh, entirely different. But I, I want to tell you that uh, this is the uh, the specs for the 2019 Ford Ranger XLT Super Crew 4x4. And this is the one that uh, was given to Car and Driver for its testing. And I'll just kind of tell you some of the things, you know, that maybe we covered, maybe we didn't. Uh, you know, there's a few things here. Oh, gosh, here's the here's the vehicle price. Now, the one that we're looking at, I guess the, the 35 310, I think that must have been the Lariat edition that they were uh, they were looking at, uh, that they had, rather, for, for testing. The base price, again, 35 3 but the one that they tested, and this is, 
way, way more expensive. It's almost $42,000. So the price went up significantly for whatever they had on their uh, test vehicle. It's a little bit heavy. It's a 4,536-pound vehicle. So what is that? Right? It's right around two tons. It's, a, of course, a front-engine, rear-wheel drive. It's four-wheel drive, five passengers, which is nice, four-door pickup, which is good, too, so you can get the uh, you know, the kids or the crew or whatever you happen to be carrying it in there. We talked about the horsepower already, 270 horsepower, 310 pound-feet of torque, 10-speed automatic, which I'm not a big fan of, but we'll see. We talked about the mileage. It seems like you know, there's just a, a a lot here. I'm not even going to talk about the zero to sixty times or any of that stuff. It's not so important in a pickup truck, although it uh, it does stand up to its competition as far as those times and and what they got on the on the test courses. But in the real world, I don't know. Does zero to sixty really matter in a pickup truck? Typically, it doesn't. But uh, you know, there's that off time when you do want to have a little bit of fun in it too. So I understand that. But honestly, like I, I'm just overall, I just wanted to say that I, I was excited about talking about the Ford Ranger and really. Use this as kind of a springboard to uh, to get everybody also excited about maybe I don't I don't know I mean just to uh, at least investigate it and and just be knowledgeable I guess that it's going to be back on the road and all new for 2019 here in the United States and North America and I don't know I'm just excited about it. hope you are too so if you own one write in I'd love to hear about it you know any past experiences with the Ford Ranger if you if you have any um, you know experience with you know a first gen or second gen or third gen whatever it happens to be you know maybe it was your first vehicle like it was my friend's first car write in and tell me about it cuz I, I I like small pickup trucks like this I just always have I've liked the uh, you know the little Toyota trucks I've liked the little Volkswagen pickup trucks they, they were always just fascinating to me and I I'd still Love to have a small pickup truck like this to kind of just uh, kind of bomb around in in the weekend, you know, just to have fun and be able to carry things. There's just so much utility to, to having a small vehicle like that as a second car. Now, I'd, I don't think as a primary vehicle it, it works for everyone, but for some people it would. And if you're in that, uh, in that zone, if you know, you're somebody that could use this as a daily driver, I think it's uh, maybe something worthwhile looking into. Outside of that, gosh, I, I, I think we're going to let you go here today. And uh, I probably have already talked your off too much about the Ford Ranger. I didn't want to... Uh, uh, oversell it in any way, but you know, I guess there's one last thing that I want to mention here, and I, I, I might have said this on a previous podcast, you know, many, many years ago, but uh, it involves my friend's Ford Ranger, Steve, again. Uh, this is back in high school, and uh, it's kind of as a tie-in to something else that we talked about on this show, so I know we discussed this, uh, but there was something called whistle tips in the news. Uh, this is a few years ago, and uh, there was a uh, infamous online video of a, a news story of a guy, I think his name was Bub Rub or something like that. The guy, this just a man on the street that they were interviewing about these whistle tips. And it was actually these, uh, these whistles that people would weld into the exhaust pipe of a vehicle so that as you drive, it whistles. It, it makes this high-pitched scream as it drives down the road. And it's a hilarious news clip. It's become a joke online, and, and I'm sure that many of you have already seen it, and if not, it's worth a second watch anyway, you know, even if even if you have. But just maybe whistle tips, Bub Rub, B-U-B-R-U-B, I think is how he spells his name. Just quite a character, him and his, uh, I think his, his uh, sister, I think it was, she called herself Little Sis or something like that. Anyways, it was funny. But along the same lines as these uh, these whistle tips, and this is many, many years prior. So this would have been late 80s. You know, when you go into a, uh, I don't know, Spencer Gifts, someplace like that maybe, and you can find those uh, those gag gifts, you know, the gum that snaps your finger or, you know, the uh, the, the bug in the ice cube or whatever they happen to be, the, you know, the jokes that are hanging on, or the, the pranks, I guess, that are hanging on a rack in the back of the store. I bought this insert that was like a, it was like a whistle tip, only it was something that you just inserted into the tailpipe without, there's no welding or, or, you know, screwing it in or anything. It was just, you place it in there. So <laughs> one one weekend when we were headed out to a to a job on uh, uh you know like a, a lawn job or whatever we were doing in this um uh, 
in this little pickup truck that my friend had. And he was very, very conscientious of any, like, new sound or any problem with this truck. You know, he was very, he always had the windows down and was, like, carefully listening to the engine for ticks and, and uh, you know, any noises, right? So we had the windows down, and uh, I had, while he was inside, I had inserted this, uh, this whistle tip into the back end of his pickup truck. And so it didn't quite work the way I thought. It was more of a pulsing sound. So there was, like, a, like a whistling that was, like, and it was pulsing as the engine was, was pulsing. And uh, it drove him insane trying to figure out what the heck that was. And uh, we <laughs> I pretended as if I didn't even hear it. And so we drove all the way to the job, and, you know, he's still just going nuts. Like, what in the hell could that be? And, he, you know, as he would speed up or as he was rev the, would rev the engine, it would speed up as well. Drove him crazy. And it was, it was probably the best, you know, 2 or $3 I ever spent that whole decade, maybe. It was so much fun. And I got away with putting that in another friend's car at some point, but I started it on his car. And, you know, once he knew the gag, it was over. You know, it was, it was no good anymore. But, oh, man, that was fun, fun times. And if you can find one of those little inserts to put in that, that's, or something that's harmless to do to someone's vehicle like that, I recommend it. It's so much fun. You'll have a good laugh out of it. Of course, I, got, I think I got punched in the arm several times, uh, you know, over the thing. And, you know, no, no hard feelings, no harm done to the truck or anything like that. But, uh, man, it was fun. And it does remind me every time that I think about it of, uh, of the whistle tip story that, you know, much later came online. So check that out if you get a chance. And, uh, okay, that's probably far too, much, uh, far too much history that you didn't want to know really about me and, uh, you know, other stuff that I was up to back in the 1980s. As always, if you want to uh, want to contact us and maybe tell me about some of the uh, the pranks that you've pulled on friends with your cars, do so. And you can do that at, uh, at on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. At all those places, we are CarStuffHSW. And if you want to go to the website, I understand that as well, go to CarStuffShow.com. And that's where you can find just about any, well, actually everything that we've ever done at CarStuff here. Going back to around 2008, and some of those early shows were a little bit rough, so uh, be kind when you listen to those. Don't uh, don't write in and say how awful they were, but we, we got better along the years, and I'm hoping that you're enjoying listening, and I, I really do appreciate all of you that have come back to listen to Car Stuff again if you were a fan before, and of course, anyone who's a new fan, welcome to the family, because... Uh, you know, that's, uh, that's what it feels like here. We've got, you know, just a, a pretty tight-knit community. There's a lot of people, but once we start doing listener mail and start you start understanding the people that are listening and the things they're saying, you're going to hear names reoccur, and uh, and you'll get to know, like, you... Uh, it, it'll be almost like you you know these people. Uh, that's the way it ends up, and uh, I promise you, it's a lot of fun. So uh, that's about all I have for today, and uh, again, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Car Stuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at Viking.com. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? 
Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So Toyota is electrified diversified? Yup, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly. How much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.